Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. You're listening to Inside Sources, uh, an extended version. We'll go all the way till 3 o'clock today. And a lot of ground to cover and a lot of topics to hit as we continue to follow all kinds of breaking news out of Washington, D.C. As I mentioned before, we're going to go wonk to pop today. So we'll deal with some wonky subjects and we'll get to some popular uh, pop culture uh, kinds of topics as well. Uh, I did want to focus here as we move towards the top of the hour uh, an announcement that just came out uh, about an hour ago, and that is the uh, President uh, Russell M. Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is going to address the 110th Annual National Convention for the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the NAACP. Uh, that will be in Detroit, Michigan, this coming Sunday. And this is a this is a significant thing. Over the past 18 months, in a press release, the church stated that the First Presidency has made its partnership with the NAACP a high priority. The groups have met several times to pursue a joint education and employment initiative that has been deployed in Chicago, San Francisco, Houston, and Charlotte. Uh, so this is a, uh, a pilot program that they've been working on uh, between the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the NAACP. Uh, they've customized the church's self-reliance services materials and programs uh, to be most effective for that initiative. The two organizations came together on Temple Square last May to call all people, organizations, and governments to work together to achieve greater civility and racial harmony. Uh, and also, uh, really important to note, uh, the convention of the NAACP last year was in uh, San Antonio, Texas, and Elder Jack Gerard of the 70 of the church spoke at that convention. And so this will be a, a historic speech for sure. It's also interesting to note that you will have a large number of the candidates for president on the Democratic side will be attending and speaking to the same gathering over the weekend in Detroit, Michigan. And so that will be a very interesting juxtaposition with the president of the church, President Nelson, and uh, these presidential candidates uh, on the Democratic side. And uh, it will be interesting to see who else uh, ends up showing up and, and speaking to the group there. But a lot of this has been done over the last year. The The relationship between the NAACP and the church uh, has become a, a significant relationship, a meaningful relationship. And as was mentioned in the press release today, that they have done initiatives, pilot initiatives around education and employment in Chicago, San Francisco, Houston, and Charlotte. Those are all very significant uh, in terms of doing uh, those programs, those self-reliance programs uh, in uh, the local areas there. Interesting, Derek Johnson is the CEO of the NAACP, and uh, he said this about having President Nelson come and address uh, the annual convention there in Detroit this weekend. 
He said, we must uh, recognize and accept the importance of creating amity with those that are raising the consciousness of the nation. The church is committed to doing just that. He said, I'm honored to have the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints stand in unity with the NAACP to advance equality and justice for all. So again, those are all very important things. Also important to note that the uh, the church has been working and seeks to strengthen their uh, connection with the African-American individuals and family through genealogy. Uh, the church has been, uh, uh, has donated, excuse me, back in February, $2 million for the International African-American Museum, uh, which is set to open in 2021 uh, there in, in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. And also back, uh, going all the way back to 2016, uh, the the church gave an indexed uh, database of the historic Freedmen's Bureau records to the Smithsonian National African American Museum of History and Culture in Washington D.C. So that uh, genealogy and family history work has also been an important part of the the ongoing and the developing relationship between the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints and the NAACP. Uh, so again, uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, very fascinating announcement that. Uh, President Russell M. Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints will speak in Detroit on Sunday at the uh, 110th annual NAACP National Convention in Detroit, Michigan. And as I mentioned earlier, there will be uh, a host of presidential candidates will will be lining up to speak to those groups as well. So uh, it will be very interesting to see where those conversations go. And again, uh, that's a, a great outreach and a, a great uh, Testament, I think, in terms of what the church is doing in many of these communities through their self-reliance program, through education programs, through career development programs, all making a a real difference. And I think helping the church uh, expand those great alliances uh, that I think are so important in the world today. Again, we've, you know, we, we started today talking about a lot of the things that are not happening in Washington. And you look at a lot of the great things that are happening. It, it is when you have faith groups, religious organizations, businesses, volunteer groups that come together and do good things in the community. That's that's where America's greatness really lies anyway. It's not in the marbled halls of Congress. Uh, it's not in, in any monuments anywhere. Uh, it's in the people. Uh, my good friend Scott Rasmussen often says it very well. He says, politics has failed, but America will not. And I think he's right. I can be pretty pessimistic about the politics of the country right now. I think we all can. It's a little depressing. It's a little discouraging some days. So while our politics has failed, the country's not going to fail. And the reason it's not going to fail is because of places like Utah, where do we have problems? Absolutely. Do we have our challenges? Certainly. Do we need need to deal with homelessness and rising uh, costs and health care and opioid addiction and uh, teen suicide. Yes, we need to deal with all of those things. But the beauty and the power of the country come from the community. And regardless of what goes on in Washington, D.C., we can go out today and we can make a difference somewhere. We can help a neighbor in need. We can give service to somebody who uh, needs a little lift or a little help. And we do that in Utah. And we do it better than most places, to be honest. I, I think it's fascinating to note that later on in August, the United Nations is going to convene their civil society conference right here in Salt Lake City. Why? Because civil society is working here, and it's a good model. 
Uh, this is a great window in moment where the world can come and see what's going on and what is going right. And as I mentioned, do we have problems? Of course we do. And we have to deal with those. But we shouldn't be looking to Washington to solve those problems. These are local problems. And these are things that we can and we must solve locally. And it's always been that way. It's always been that way in this country. It's community and culture that lead and the politicians follow eventually. <laughs> They're usually not real fast, but they do follow. Even, even look at something really simple. Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball in 1947. It took Congress 17 more years, 17 more years to come up with some meaningful civil rights legislation. Now think about that. That is a long time. And so there's a host of things like that. Uh, even going back to the, the founding of the country, so many of the early things that happened were community-driven. Even go back to the old the old barn raising. You know, if the neighbor's barn burned down, the community came together and built a new barn. Not because the government said to, not because they would be taxed if they didn't do it. It's because that's what you do. That's what Americans do. And so again, we can get real pessimistic about the politics of it all, and that can be exhausting and exasperating. It always is, because we often get lost on the political fights and we forget what the principles are and what the policy should be. And so we can deal with that. Uh, we can deal with debt and deficit. We can deal with out of control spending from both parties. We can deal with taxes and immigration. I still say we can solve immigration in an afternoon on the floor of the house and the Senate because everyone agrees, but the politics get in the way. And so we, we've just got to expect more and demand more. And so that would be a, a really interesting thing to watch over the weekend. Again, the annual convention, 110th convention of the NAACP, President Russell M. Nelson from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints will be a keynote speaker there on Sunday evening. And we'll be fascinating to see what he has to say and these great partnerships between the church and the NAACP uh, surrounding education, upward mobility, and development. So some really great things happening there. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. When we come back, we will be joined by Jay Evenson. We're going to break down a little bit of what uh, we often hold up as the model, the Swedish healthcare system. Don't go anywhere. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. We'll be right back. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, here on Inside Sources, an extended version. Uh, if you did miss the announcement on Friday... Friday was the official Aloha Friday for J-Mac. Those of you who are turning in to, to hear J-Mac, J-Mac is making an interesting transition and it's going to have some important announcements coming up here shortly. Uh, he's going into action mode, he says, and has uh, some announcements on his future plans uh, coming up here in the next week or so. So in the meantime, we're going to do an extended version each day. 
of Inside Sources. So we'll go 1230 until 3 o'clock when Jeff Kaplan will pick you up and guide you safely home. Uh, as we announced uh, just prior to the break, uh, the, a breaking news and a release from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that President Russell M. Nelson will be speaking at the 110th Annual NAACP uh, National Convention, which will be in Detroit, Michigan, on Sunday. And uh, here to to uh, give us a little more insight on that, uh, we're very, very pleased to be joined uh, today by Elder Jack Girard, a uh, General Authority 70 of the church. He's the Executive Director of the Church Communication uh, Department. Elder Girard, thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you, Boyd. It's a pleasure to be part of your program. Uh, well, this is a, this is an exciting announcement. Uh, we know the the church has been working on various projects with the NAACP over the last a few years. Uh, give us some some insight from your perspective. How did this all come about? This is really a unique opportunity to be a, a keynote speaker there. Well, it really is, and it's really an honor for President Nelson. And I think it's a further indication of the great respect that the NAACP holds uh, President Nelson, the church. And uh, they have asked him to come out and to be one of the speakers at their annual convention in Detroit. As you know, and your listeners probably know, this all began about 18 months ago when the NACP had their annual meeting in Salt Lake City, the first time ever. And the uh, conversation uh, was extended and continued, uh, whereby they had a good visit. And from there, they we have since launched some educational, some finance efforts, and Recent reports are that they're going very well in cities like Chicago and San Francisco. So this is a wonderful opportunity for President Nelson and for the church, and we're honored that uh, they would reach out and invite us and include us as part of their annual meeting. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Uh, I know that uh, last year the uh, convention was in San Antonio, Texas, and you actually were invited to, uh, to address that. Uh, tell us what that experience was like. Well, it was really a, a terrific opportunity. The first time ever the church has addressed our annual meeting, and I was given that uh, uh, assignment. It was uh, quite unique. They actually have thousands of people who show up at their annual convention, and their representatives all across the country. Many of the great civil rights leaders of our time are part of the NAACP. They were all there and present, and uh, the leadership of NAACP, from Chairman Russell to President Derek Johnson all the way down spoke very glowingly about not only their relationship with President Nelson and the church, but their wonderful visit to Salt Lake City. Many of them never been here before. This was their first time. And they talked about the common interest and the unity we have. And I was privileged to announce our collaborative effort to move forward on some educational and some uh, finance matters to assist all of our Heavenly Father's children. Oh, that's uh, that's fantastic. If you're just joining us, we have uh, Elder Jack Girard, uh, General Authority 70 from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Executive Director of the Church Communication Department. And we're talking about an announcement that just came out about an hour ago stating that President Russell M. Nelson would address the NAACP Annual Convention in Detroit, Michigan uh, this Sunday. And uh, I wanted to to ask you, there was a, a moment in the press conference last year uh, as they uh, came out to announce some of these partnerships and some of the things that had happened here in Salt Lake City, uh, there was a a very classic President Nelson moment where he 
he, he linked arms uh, with uh, his counterparts there from the NAACP. Uh, tell me what you know in terms of you were in some of those meetings and around a lot of those uh, interactions. Uh, how do you see that relationship forming and, and being strengthened over the last 18 months? Well, that was a great example of what has now become a very close relationship. As you know, as I mentioned, that was our first time to collaborate, to interact, and to set a course for the future as to how we're going to work together. But that visual you've just described, Boyd, was really quite remarkable. President Nelson, in his kind, loving, Christ-like way, reached out and locked arms with Reverend Amos Brown, who's a well-known civil rights leader. He lives in San Francisco. Uh, We have worked with him since, had multiple meetings with him since, and I think that captured in a very brief visual exactly what our relationship has now become. The leadership of NAACP has been out here a a few more times since. Uh, Many of their leadership joined us at General Conference uh, about a year ago. We're very pleased. We were honored that they were here, and now they are returning that respect and honor and have asked President Nelson to speak at their annual convention. Uh, I think it's so fascinating that, uh, you know, obviously the the NAACP convention uh, speaking there is a coveted slot. Uh, we, we know that the uh, all of those that are lining up to uh, run on the Democratic side uh, for president, that they're all going to be there in Detroit over the weekend. It's It's been a place where, where politicians have historically gone to, to speak. Uh, and the speeches are typically around community and collaboration. And maybe you could give us some some insight on uh, some of these partnerships and these pilot programs. In uh, the the press release mentioned Chicago, San Francisco, Houston, and Charlotte. Can you tell us about some of the uh, education and employment initiatives that uh, this partnership includes? Yeah, I was uh, privileged to make that announcement a year ago when I spoke. And like I say, I think you'll hear President Nelson's theme this year be a continuation of just what you've described, unity, love, mutual respect, uh, allowing all the Lord's children to have equal opportunity in this life. When you think about what's happened just in this past 18 months, let me just give you two quick examples. In the city of San Francisco and in Chicago now, we have uh, Reverend Brown and Reverend Deere in Chicago who are leading some of these self-reliant programs or services across the broader African-American community. And what we've done is a lot of the experience that the Church has had in the past, we've worked with NAACP to modify our materials to be applicable to their community and the people that they would like to reach out to. So we've made significant modifications to our instructional material on issues like personal finance, etc., and have worked with them to now convene local community groups. And just a week or so ago, we put together some uh, focus groups of those who've participated, and the response was overwhelmingly positive. They're just thrilled with the collaboration. They're grateful to us to share what experience we've had. We're grateful to them to be able to lock arms to move forward in these communities and really look to assist any and all who would benefit from our experience and service. And that's what the relationship has become in a very short period of time. Oh, that's uh, that's fantastic. Uh, again, if you're just joining us, uh, Elder Jack Gerard, General Authority 70 from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, is joining us uh, talking about this great collaboration between the Church and the NAACP. President Nelson will be speaking at the annual convention, which is a such a sign of, of respect and honor. 
uh, for them. And uh, just as we wrap up, we've got just about a, a minute or so to go, Elder Gerard. And uh, I just wanted to hit, we, we'd been talking earlier in the program about this uh, idea that it really is community and culture that lead. And too often we look to Washington and to politicians to solve problems. Uh, but if ever there was an example of community and culture leading, it really is this uh, great uh, unity and this great connection between the church and the NAACP. Well, it really is, Boyd, and, and, and we hope and continue uh, to believe that our relationship with the NACP will transcend the politics, perhaps the divisiveness that we see in our society way too often. This isn't about politics. It's not necessarily about religion or things that some people may view as divisive. This is about seeing each other equally as children of a loving Father in Heaven and doing all we can from our various perspectives to come together, to be inclusive, to be united, to assist all those, particularly those whose hands hang down, who need some assistance. And this has worked beautifully over the past year. We're all excited to hear President Nelson's remarks, and I believe it's just one more positive step as we strengthen this relationship, and it will continue to grow. It's moved now from educational and service activities. It's moving into genealogy. They're just thrilled with what we're doing there. We're assisting them and helping them find their families going back. And it's uh, been a remarkable experience. And I think Sunday will uh, truly be an extension of what's happened to date. Yeah, that's great. And I'll just uh, wrap up with the uh, a quote from uh, President Russell M. Nelson uh, during the celebration of diversity and oneness uh, back in uh, 2018. He said, only the comprehension of the true fatherhood of God can bring full appreciation of the true brotherhood of men and the true sisterhood of women. That understanding inspires us with passionate desire to build bridges of cooperation instead of walls of segregation. Uh, And I would just add to that uh, linking arms to get it all done. (laughs) Absolutely, boys. And like I say, we're excited to continue that and, uh, I think you'll hear once again under President Nelson's great leadership uh, that these are serious relationships. He takes this very seriously, and I think you'll see once again it will elevate to an even higher level, and you'll see great love expressed on the part of the NACP and likewise from us. So we're looking forward to it, and uh, it's, it's a great journey that began just a short while ago, and it's now full speed ahead. Fantastic. Again, Elder uh... Jack Gerard from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thanks so much for joining us today. And we'll have continuing coverage here on KSL and in the Deseret News uh, over the weekend. Stay with us. Thanks again, Elder Thank Gerard. Thank you, Blake. All right. Thank you. Okay, when we come back, we will pick up and uh, talk a little bit with Jay Evenson. And also, Herb Scribner is going to make an appearance today here on Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson. We'll be right back. 